0: Hey, tech Lead here and welcome to another episode Today we're going to be talking about why I don't eat out Is this topic interesting? I hope it's inter- I hope it's interesting for you because we're going to be talking about this for 10 minutes or so uh, fucking hell. So before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I'll be your ex Google lead today How's everybody doing? And I just wanted to ask if everybody's doing good My name is the ex-Google tech lead And I will be serving you tonight Would you like a soup and salad? Please wait 10 minutes and I will go get you some bread Alright Oh sorry, I forgot to get you your bread Uh, did I mess that up? Let me get you your bread, I'll be back In in a minute, please Alright, okay, hey guys How's everybody doing tonight? So as I was saying, I'll be your server, the ex-Google tech lead Hope everyone's doing just fantastic today. How can we get you guys all started? Would you like a water, tap water? Is tap water okay for everybody? So let's talk about this a little bit. I know that this topic has absolutely nothing to do with tech, but it actually does. This video, by the way, is brought to you by dailycodingproblem.com slash techlead. If you're preparing for the technical coding interview, you're gonna need as much practice as you can get. And this is a fun, easy, quick way to get your daily coding practice in. Every day, they just send you a free interview question and you can brush up on your coding, data structures, designs, algorithms, big old time-space analysis. I'll be doing those questions too. So join me over there, dailycodingproblem.com slash techly, link in the description below. Personally, I don't go out to eat. And even though I am a multi-millionaire, i still don't go out to eat anyway because it is such a waste of time and it is all set up incorrectly and then i see all my other loser friends they're always going out to eat partying with their friends and they're just wasting tons of time wasting all their money on this stuff and it's not even providing them actual value I want to explain a little bit about what's going on here okay so it's not about the money right i've got money doesn't really matter you know the first thing to understand is how are you motivated right And I think that there may be some people who believe themselves to be food motivated. But I'm not sure if that's really the case, even if you take a look at dogs. And a lot of people think that dogs are food motivated, they're not. They are primarily play motivated. If you were to take a look at the best dogs in the world, like those trained by police, the police train their dogs using play, right? It's not through treats, it's not through giving food. And even my dog Sunny, she would prioritize play over food. And i have a feeling that may be true for humans as well you think you are food motivated you think you want to eat good food but you may be more motivated actually if you were to think about it by adventure by fun times like dogs you know when i used to do photography i would be out photographing at sunrise and sunset and i remember specifically when i would be out photographing those sunsets and those were Beautiful, fantastic, the most magical times of the day. Everybody else would be inside eating their food, right? Inside eating in restaurants, and they would miss out on the entire sunset. And even after the sunset, there's a beautiful time of day called blue hour, in which the whole landscape is a wash and blue. And you know, it's a very nice, pleasant time of day. And even then, most people I would say miss out on that because they just go and eat, and they spend two or three hours eating their dinner, and they just miss out on that whole spectacle. You know, these days there have been a number of cooking shows, food related shows, and it just brainwashes people into thinking that they want to eat food, which may not necessarily be the case. Now, the second thing I want to mention here is about finding something that shares your same food culture, your same values of food. Right? And this is really about knowing what's good. And I think this is a good business tip for a lot of people because many times people just don't know what's good. And for me, at least, the experience where I go into a restaurant and I pay a ton of money for organic food and it takes two hours to get through and everything's organic from the bread to the tomatoes to the chicken to the rice, you know, even the water is organic. That's just not what I'm looking for. My value of food is one in which, yeah, maybe I want organic chicken because you know, maybe chicken is these days very polluted. But I'm not necessarily willing to pay for organic tomatoes. And I don't really care about organic bread. I'll just take normal bread, that's okay. And for the water, I want it to be purified water. I don't really want to pay $5 for perrier bottled water, but I don't really want to be drinking toilet water either. So that whole set of values for food in which I can just get some basic home cooking style food in which the ingredients are pretty good, pretty healthy, not over flavored, not too much salt, not over fried I would really like an experience where I could go to say an experience like say McDonald's but pay like $50 for a wild salmon with really good ingredients, really good stuff and well balanced and tastes great and it can be prepared in a short amount of time that would be great but there's just not very many restaurants are offering an experience like that you know usually you end up going to this restaurant and it just takes time to plow through it all And not only that, they ask you to have to wear a nice shirt. They sit you down at the table. You know, sometimes you gotta make reservations. You gotta wait in line. You know, it's just really hard to find that right balance where the things that I believe to be good and worthwhile matches their same philosophy of food for the restaurant as well and so the third point here is that it's really not about the money it is about that whole experience in which I'm burning a bunch of time I have to deal with a waiter who's asking me every 10 minutes about how I'm doing whether I need some help and people are watching me the whole time I have to be glued to my seat and if I just want to get up take a little walk check out the kitchen see what people are doing take a look around You know, that doesn't really feel allowed in a restaurant. It just feels like I'm supposed to sit down the whole time. And the other thing is that a lot of these kitchens are not open kitchens, right? They're closed kitchens. Some of the best restaurants I've been to actually, they have open kitchens. They show you exactly what they're doing. They have cameras that project onto the big screen. I think that's kind of the future of restaurants. It would be great if you could just see exactly what people are doing, right? With the food that they're preparing. Usually though, most restaurants, they don't let you see any of that stuff. And if you try to go back into the kitchen and just say, I just want to see what people are doing, right? I want to see how you're preparing the food that I'm about to consume. They don't want you to do that. They don't let you do that. And then when it comes time to tip, you know, it's kind of insulting sometimes if you've been ignored the whole time. You know, maybe the waiter doesn't treat you so good. Maybe the food wasn't as well prepared as you would have expected. But even then, even still, you're expected to put in 15 to 20% tip. So tipping culture, I'm not going to get too much into, but there's a lot of unfair things about it. You can look it up on your own time if you want to. It's kind of a complex issue because it's not necessarily the waiter or waitress's fault that tipping culture exists, but it is something that, you know, just people have to deal with whenever they go out and most likely end up supporting even if you don't really believe in it. Now, my fourth point has to do with resourcing. In my opinion, many times the most difficult portion about food is the sourcing of the ingredients right like for example if you were to go to a sushi restaurant there's no preparation involved in that food right it's not about how the chef prepared the slab of raw fish anybody can do that so if I wanted sushi I might as well just go to the same supermarket that these restaurants are probably going to and just pick up the same fish that they're going to buy for me anyways so to me what really makes a restaurant excellent is about their supplier the sourcing and if they're importing fish from a special supplier over in, say, Japan and they're flying it over by air overnight such that it's all fresh for me. I think there may be value in that. Yeah, I may pay for that. But if all anybody's going to do is serve me an organic salad with organic tomatoes for 20 bucks from Whole Foods, which I could have just gone and bought myself for much cheaper, I might as well just go do that. But whenever I go to a restaurant, I always try to imagine to myself what the refrigerator looks like. Right, what that supply looks like and I try to order the most popular item on the menu because I want something with high throughput such that it's fresh Right, I don't want to be the person who orders the last slab of filet mignon at a restaurant and they're just waiting for somebody to order that last one piece to get rid of it because it's just been sitting in the refrigerator for days and they're just waiting for some guy like me to just be there and order it you know some of the best tasting things in the world you probably already have access to right? it's probably like barbecue chicken fried chicken, french fries, a nice hot crispy pizza, hamburgers, everybody loves that stuff. And you know, if you were to go to some restaurant, oftentimes what you're really paying for is you're getting the ambience of the restaurant. So it may be good for like a party, right? If you want a party and you want some place memorable where you can have a good conversation with friends, And it looks cool, looks nice Maybe occasionally going to a place that serves you some ethnic cuisine That would be nice, some place that you like You know, I feel that like once you start getting into the higher ranges I'm not really sure if it's really quite worthwhile You know, they just serve you something exotic, right? Like I once went to this restaurant in Tokyo It was a $300 fixed-press meal The whole thing took three hours to get through I was completely full by the first hour or so But it just kept going on and on And you know, they would serve me like wild boar rice quail eggs or maybe some sort of vegetable that was locally sourced you know it's just exotic interesting ingredients stuff that maybe is more memorable but i wouldn't say like wild boar rice is much tastier than just standard rice with chicken and pork or something like that You know, i've been to restaurants where i ordered like a hundred dollar seafood platter and even then they give you a few crab claws maybe some shrimp some scallops a few pieces of sashimi some sea urchin And that's about it. You know, I once went to this French restaurant. Lots of creamy, saucy, Frenchy, cheesy stuff. Green colored things. Just not really anything that got me excited. Anyways, I'm sorry that I forgot your bread today. And I do hope that you enjoyed your tap water. Please remember to leave a tip. 20% is customary. And actually, I've already included that amount in your bill for you today. You can even leave 30% if you like. You know, that would be great. And if you don't want a tip, then you don't need to come back. If you like the video, give it a like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.